This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So that Georgia voting law they passed last year is now in effect and the voting has started. You remember what they told us about this new law, right? It was Jim Crow. It harkened back to the segregation era. It was that bad. In fact, it was worse than Jim Crow. Joe Biden called it Jim Eagle, which somehow I didn't think that was an effective phraseology, but whatever. He told us it was so bad. Turns out now that the voting has started, it's Jim Dandy. Does anybody say Jim Dandy anymore? You know, something that's excellent, an excellent or outstanding thing. Everything is Jim Dandy. And it is right now in Georgia. As the voting has started, everything is going fine and all kinds of people are showing up to vote. This is no surprise because in the primary just a few months ago, they had record turnout. This, they told us, would not happen, that it could not happen under that Georgia voting law. They were lying to us. They were lying to us. Early voting is happening across Georgia, and we are already seeing record turnout. After day one, the Secretary of State's office says there was an 85% increase in voters from the last midterm election in 2018. Back-to-back -back days of more than 100,000 voters, that's never happened before in Georgia's history of every single midterm election to ever happen here. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, and no reports of significant complications. This is the new Georgia voting law that they almost canceled Georgia over. Do you remember? And Joe Biden was leading the charge. It is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. And it's just not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. What I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. No, Joe, you are un-American and sick. I'm sorry, but you are lying, and that's what you're good at. And when the administration applies pressure like that, corporate America, you know, they just don't want any trouble. But I was surprised. I was surprised. The Biden administration said jump. And these guys said, how high? You want us to cancel Georgia? Sure. Breaking news here on CBS Sports HQ. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred announcing that the league is taking the 2021 All-Star Game away from Atlanta. The move comes in response to new voter laws passed in the state of Georgia. Wasn't that insane? Major League Baseball. What the hell are they doing getting involved? And But they caved. Take a look. Take a look at their erroneous, uh, false message. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. Well, 
They didn't bother to read it. No, they just went with the mob. They caved. Delta Airlines as well. And their wording is rather interesting. Uh, let's see. I need to make it crystal clear that the final bill is unacceptable and does not match Delta's values. These people are cowards. And so is Coca-Cola. Let me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, this legislation is unacceptable. Uh, it is a step backwards, uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia. Notice that they're all using the same language, crystal clear. Crystal clear, he says, just like the Delta Airlines guy. Let me make it crystal clear. Your product, Coca-Cola, stinks, okay? It has no nutritional value. And here you are meddling in elections. Why? Why did you go for it? Not only Coca-Cola, but everything else you guys make, essentially, is terrible for people. Talking about the voter law that you guys know nothing about. You know what it was designed to do? It's to prevent cheating. And you know who, one of the people who said it all along, that the law was totally fine in April of last year. You see all these corporations threatening to leave Georgia or saying really critical things about the new Georgia law for voting that most of them, actually, I don't think any of them have actually read this. It's 92 pages. It's actually very, very reasonable. It's hard to get through. But when you do, you see that they're ID requirements for absentee voting and slight adjustments to who and who cannot bring you water while you're waiting online to vote. Everybody will have plenty to drink. This is a reasonable law. You know, it's pretty wild. Total coincidence. I'm wearing the same tie a year and a half later. I never wear this tie. It's the same tie. I just found this tonight, this, this clip. I knew I said something along these lines. Anyway, so that was my characterization. Joe Biden, of course, was busy lying and pressuring corporate America. That's what he does. That's what he does. Anyway, let the voting begin in Georgia. And I'm rooting for you, Herschel. Not endorsing you. Can't do that. But I am rooting for Herschel Walker. Uh, Joe got things started, by the way, the way he always does today, with a lie. John Fetterman's going to appear with you today yeah. in Pennsylvania, but there haven't been that many candidates campaigning with you. Why That's are more? That's not true. There's been 15. Count, Kate, count. Okay, and are there going to be even more? Yeah. Um, 15, 15. No, uh, more like three, Joe. <laughs> three. You are not desired on the campaign trail. Now, there are some exceptions, like when you went to Deep Blue, Oregon, and even Oregon may go red. Uh, the candidate for governor there, Miss uh, Coptic Kopik, yes, she did get an ice cream cone. Okay, not the most glorious campaign appearance, but yes, she was seen with you in public. There have been one or two others. Let's see. We have, uh, oh, that's Karen Bass off on the left. Uh, unfortunately, the Republican has no shot to become the mayor of Los Angeles. And a uh, senator in Colorado was with you briefly at the airport and I think uh, at a podium for a couple of seconds. Uh, Everybody else really wants to stay clear of Joe Biden because he's toxic right now, so unpopular, and we can go through it. They always come up with an excuse. In Georgia, you remember Stacey Abrams at one point had a 
scheduling conflict, right? Yes, schedule conflict. Okay, who else blew off Joe? And I don't blame these people. I mean, <laughs> they want to win, and Joe's not going to help. Tim Ryan running for the U.S. Senate. Always unavailable when Joe comes to town. And it goes on like this. Let's see. Oh, Pennsylvania, the first time around. Uh, Fetterman and Josh Shapiro both had better things to do. Uh, but today it changed. Uh, I think there was a gl oh, Kathy Hochul in New York. She stayed backstage along with the congressional guys. Uh, <laughs> they just don't want to be seen with Joe when he came to New York. Forget it. We'll be not on stage. Now, this is unusual, by the way, during campaign season to have the, the president up there by himself. It doesn't work that way. For instance, Barack Obama. OK, he was in the midterms in 2010. This is how he rolled, and this is how the candidates rolled back then, too. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. All right, Joe and Barack in happier days, and here come the Democrats who are about to lose. Take a look. You know, they come up. Yep, there's Ted Strickland <laughs> just a few days away from his loss. He's going to lose to John Kasich. But at least they, they're hugging it out. They're keeping up appearances. Uh, they're not doing that anymore. Nobody can fake it. The one guy they convinced kind of is John Fetterman. Now, I wonder how they did that in Pennsylvania. Um, they worked together today for a little bit. Um, wasn't all that much. Uh, here, it looks like Fetterman wants to be somewhere else. And the next time he was observed with Joe Biden was, you see that guy? See that bald head on the left? Yeah, that's Fetterman. That's uh, no hugging it out. No hugging it out. And um, I can understand why. Uh, this is politics. But uh, it is interesting. And it's encouraging. By the way, one other thing about Fetterman. People are betting on the wrong horse here, especially people who show up on MSNBC. This guy worked for Joe Biden for a couple of years. Have you seen the guy is a political uh, athlete, the, one of the best ones I've ever seen. He's pure talent. He looks and sounds and acts like the state of Pennsylvania. He looks and sounds like the state of Pennsylvania. Did he just double check me on this looks and sounds? Have you seen the guy is a political uh, athlete, one of the best ones I've ever seen. He's pure talent. He looks and sounds and acts like the state of Pennsylvania. OK, he did say those things. Political athlete, pure talent, looks and sounds and acts like the state of Pennsylvania. The guy looks like he just came out of a monster movie. I'm sorry. And his ideas are crazy. But as far as the looks like Pennsylvania, that was a major gaffe. He doesn't look like anybody I know from Pennsylvania. Not like uh, Mr. Rogers. He's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, remember him, how mild-mattered and normal he was? Who else is from Pennsylvania? The late, great Bob Saget? Absolutely normal. Uh, Kobe Bryant? He knew how to behave. Uh, uh, Patty LaBelle? And it goes on like this, on and oh, Rocky Balboa. Well, maybe they had a little bit in common in Rocky One. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. This guy is not Pennsylvania. He does not fit in and is not ready. I mean, literally not ready. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, Pennsylvania and beyond, they're getting very, very tired of Joe Biden. This was a shocking, a shocking focus group. That MSNBC put it on TV. Hey, Ben. Uh, take a look. Should Joe Biden run again? No. 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 
That was quick. Wow. <laughs> Too many people will not vote for him. No. I agree with the he's in class, but you don't know if he's really in class. You could put anybody up next to him and they're going to get it. And that's not good. A lot of people think he's mentally unwell and I, maybe they think it's his age, it's dementia. Wow. That was on MSNBC today. They don't want Joe Biden to run. Now, a lot of people don't want that. But for them to put it on TV as plugged in as they are with the White House to feature this, not only is he not running, he's not going to make it four years. I am convinced. All right. Midterms are fast approaching. Please get out and vote. Meanwhile, the Pentagon wants to make it easier for soldiers to get abortions. In fact, they'll pay their way to a state which will provide them with abortions. This is a radical departure from what they're supposed to be doing. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is uh, pretty insane, right? That kind of sexuality, overt sexuality from transgender or transvestites or whatever's going on there in the schools, but this is becoming, at least the left wants it to become, the new normal. But the American people, of course, are not down with this. They're not comfortable about this. They don't want their children victimized or exposed unnecessarily to this stuff. And I think there's a lot of hope out there because we have Americans like this guy. Luke chapter 17 and 2 says that it's better for a person to have a millstone tied around their neck and to be thrown into the sea than for anyone to harm or damage a child. And so the question today to the school board is only you know whether or not your role, the policies, the curriculum, and the things that you allow in this school system in Wake County, only you know whether or not a millstone is tied around your neck. The reality is this, God is going to judge every last one of you for decisions that are made on behalf of children. You know, this past year we spent $1 million on a diversity office. And how did that benefit black children? How did it benefit children in general? Well, 78% of third through eighth grade black students are not proficient in math in Wake County. We're wasting taxpayer dollars putting money towards this diversity office that's not benefiting those who need it the most. 66% of third through eighth grade students are not proficient in reading. Black students, they're not reading on grade level. They're not performing mathematically and they're not going to be able to get jobs in the fields like STEM. 
But we're wasting money on a diversity, equity, and inclusion office while we are failing black students in the name of diversity. You know, in the Jim Crow era, black students were locked out of the public school system. But today, they are trapped in. And many of these students need options. They need school choice. They need the opportunity to take their taxpayer dollars and take it to school systems that will benefit them and support them and educate them. And as we talk about inclusion and making sure that the trans student feels comfortable and the queer student feels comfortable, what does that have to do with reading, writing, and arithmetic? We're going to win because of Americans like this. And there are millions of us, millions. Actually, I can't put myself in his league. What he did was just extraordinary. Um, but we do have a battle on our hands because this, uh, this nonsense is catching on and it is potentially corrupting our children. Take a look at these numbers from Delaware, Joe Biden's home state. Uh, it looks like the number of students identifying as non-binary is up 582% in the past three years. That's, uh, that's kind of crazy. It was a couple of dozen, now it's several hundred because it's suddenly become trendy it's become cool in the eyes of so many in the media and the left. What about Washington State? Let's take a look. We have new numbers for them. Up 853% in the last three years. Look at these numbers. This is, um, this is why that man is so needed. So needed. And we all have to do our part. All right. Moving on to defending our country. Defending America. It's obviously very, very important, right? These pictures are all the way back from 2004, before the military had to worry about CRT and wokeism and diversity, equity, and inclusion. We just were automatically diverse. We didn't talk about it. We didn't fixate on it. Anyway, the Pentagon continues its terrible trek into all kinds of areas it should not be going. Put out a totally unnecessary letter, and I think it was provocative on purpose about abortion. In light of the Dobbs decision, they say transportation and travel allowances for service members and their dependents will be granted to access non-covered reproductive health care that is unavailable within the local area, i.e., translating the bureaucratic talk. They're going to pay for people, just like Netflix is doing, to go get abortions in other states, and they'll pay them while they're there. Um, I don't think they had to do this. Now, what else? They say they're going to uh, conduct a comprehensive contraception education campaign to enhance service members' awareness of the resources available to them and their families, including emergency contraception. How are they going to find the time? After all, they have to fight the right-wing extremism in the ranks. They have to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, I just, they're, literally, there are only so many hours in the day. This kind of stuff gets in the way. I was there. It can bog you down. For us, it was a combined federal campaign, which was a really good thing, but it took a lot of time. Now we have, we've saddled them with all of this nonsense, and there won't be enough time, I fear, to get ready for war, especially with a guy like this in charge of the military. As many of you saw the result of the photograph of me at Lafayette Square last week, that sparked a national debate about the role of the military in civil society.
I should not have been there. My presence in that moment and in that environment created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics. <laughs> he appeared with the commander in chief and he's worried about the appearance of the military being involved with domestic politics and then watch him get ultra political and ultra woke in that very same statement. Racism and discrimination, structural preferences, patterns of mistreatment, unspoken and unconscious bias have no place in America and they have no place in our armed forces. Actually, unconscious bias is considered by many to be junk science. If you're thinking something subliminally, you have prejudice. What are you going to do about that? We don't know. <laughs> he shouldn't even be thinking about this, actually. It is so wildly outside of his scope, of his area of responsibility. And here he is being apolitical by being totally political. It's insane. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. Okay, this is in 2020. The vast majority of protests have been peaceful. Were they? Were they? How many riots? At least 633 riots. And, well, you know the story. We all saw it. Mostly peaceful. That sounds like a uh, political observation from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And he's still there. He is still there. Next. We must ensure fairness and equity at all key gateway selection boards, including promotion, command, and work call. Equity. Equity. I got to admit, back in 2020, this word didn't grab me, but now it does. We all know what equity means. It's different from equality. This means share. This means it's akin to socialism, quite frankly. And this guy is dangerous, and he's ruining the military. Do we have one more? I think we do. Be inclusive. Make a commitment to seek out and surround yourself with those who don't look like you. When I was in, it was all about the uniform. We joined to be Marines or soldiers or sailors, not to make friends with people of a certain race. This is nonsense. This is ruining, ruining the military. But he loves power. Mark Milley loves power. He loves the perks. You get a great big house when you're the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and when you undermine the commander-in-chief. You, uh, you get a great big entourage wherever you go. And you don't really have to worry too much these days about fighting wars. We lost. We lost a big one. And he still has a job. <laughs> Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State, National Security Advisor still have jobs. It's disgusting. All right. One other thing. This is, uh, well, we're seeing more of it, but I never thought we'd see it in hockey. Um, who remembers Miracle on Ice, 1980? Was that amazing or what? Well, through today's lens, it wasn't so amazing because all the hockey players were white. I'm not kidding. This is becoming an issue now. Racism is everywhere. Racism is everywhere. And, and we need to fight against it. Uh, I'm not going to argue uh, everywhere. You can talk about it all day. And anyway, now the NHL is. The NHL conducted a study, one of the easiest, cheapest kinds of studies, walking around counting faces, what people look like. And here's what they came up with. Surprise, surprise. 83% of the players are white. So the staff. Next, please. They found out that 62% of staff are men. 
And, uh, oh, here's what they had to say about it. The league office and all 32 NHL clubs have united to strengthen diversity and inclusion with new urgency, pursuing a variety of initiatives to make this great game more welcoming, inclusive, accessible, and socially conscious. Um, I'm not a historian about hockey. I think it was invented in Europe in the 17th, uh, 1700s, something like that. The race of the players might have something to do with where it's popular, tends to be in northern countries, but, but who knows, who knows? I think this is such a distraction and kind of heartbreaking too. Is anybody talking about the NBA? Should we do a survey there? Actually, one's already been done. 73% of the players are black because they're amazing. There, there are not people being kept out of the NHL, and I would take it the same for the NBA. They're great players, but because of their rate, it's so stupid, all of it, every single bit of it. Uh, but I think, I think it's a cycle. I think we're going to come out. I think the country is going to snap back to normalcy. I really hope so. All right, take a look at this. Country Club Republicans. Hmm? Uh, they just, they like George H.W. Bush. They like Mitt Romney. That's the kind of Republican this guy is, Michael Steele. He hates, hates MAGA. And you should hear what he's calling MAGA. It is, I think it's hate speech. And you can make the case that it should be illegal. I'll be right back. Well, if this crazy perverted stuff is happening in real life, you know, people are actually showing up and doing this to children. It's obviously happening online as well. Yes, it is all over the place, uh, especially on a, a chat board that I'm not that familiar with. It's called Reddit. Have you ever heard of it? Reddit. People go up there and they, and they chat. You can chat about anything in the world, unfortunately, including, uh, well, children transitioning. And adults are communicating with children uh, on this page, and many like them, the Reddit trans page. It's all in a new fascinating article by Chrissy Clark. She's a reporter with The Daily Caller, and the story is called Screw Parental Interference Inside the Online Community Encouraging Kids to Transition. Chrissy Clark, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, good to see you. Number one, first off, look, this creeps me out, of course. Anything you uncovered there, anything illegal about these communications that adults are having with children on the Internet? Nothing that you could consider illegal, but I did talk with a, or a psychologist who told me that it's really scary how these kids or purported minors are getting medical information, like real information about how they should get hormone replacement therapy, how they should get cross-sex hormones and surgery from random adults on the Internet. Would you do that about anything especially something that has to do with changing your body forever. What kind of numbers are we um, looking at? Is this really popular? Is this taking off? Earlier we said the number of uh, non-binary kids identifying as such in Delaware has skyrocketed to mm -hmm. like 850%. Um, uh, so how much traffic, how prevalent is this? Oh, I mean, our trans is one of the most prevalent communities in the trans community when it comes to Reddit. Uh, but as you'll know, it just depends on kind of the group that you're dealing with. They have a very weird vernacular where they talk about being male to female or female to male, and they'll do M2 or MTF, FTM or whatever. They'll, they'll use these 
this really weird vernacular, but the Reddit subthread is primarily for males attempting to transition to females. And you'll see that the females trying to transition to males will more often use a program or a software like an Instagram or an app like that because that's just where you know their culture lies. And what you'll see if you go through this Reddit page, it's so fascinating. It'll be full-blown adult males with their 6'3", they have facial hair, and then they'll just try to put a wig on and, you know, augmented breasts and call that. They'll ask if they pass in this group that is filled with minors. I'd like to go to full screen Clark article pull out three, if you don't mind, for the control room. Uh, a common post on the trans thread is titled, Do I Pass?, which features self-described trans-identifying individuals asking whether they pass for the opposite sex. Yeah. Uh, next, actually, full screen. Then, should I cut my hair or be grounded for all of high school? The answer is yeah. cut it. Screw parental interference. I mean, this is where they, they really are encouraging kids to take their advice, not their parents. Who runs Reddit, and is there any hope to shut this down? And again, back to the legality, can we shut it down? Reddit considers this a moderated page. It really had no, they had no comment. They refused to comment. They wouldn't respond to many of my inquiries into what was going on on their platform. They were just silent the entire time. And I think that just goes to show that when you have people on TikTok and Twitter being censored just for showcasing these things, yet when minors are on these apps attempting to get medical advice, you know, the moderators, the so-called moderators just let this flow. This is incredibly problematic, and it just goes to show the double standard of big tech. So I wonder if Joe Biden's name comes up on these uh, on these chat uh, forums. Uh, do me a favor, Joe Biden supporting transgender youth. Last shot, play it. I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility. I want you to know that your president sees you. You know, it sounds good. I want every, you know, having somebody's back, that sounds great. We want everybody to reach their God-given potential. But for him to single those children out, trans children, who probably haven't made up their mind, nor are they equipped to make up their mind. Anyway, is Joe Biden like a hero in these rooms? And what do you make of those comments, if you don't mind? Because I, I think they were pretty shocking that we haven't gotten to the bottom of yet. You're right, because you know what? There, It comes a time when these kids are going through this. They're going through hormones and puberty and all the crazy things that you go through at the age of 16. And then on top of it, they're pressured to feel unique and different and a victim because that is the culture that is being that's so prevalent right now. And so if you want to feel like a victim, you want to feel beloved by the president, you should come out as trans. That's what I hear when I hear those comments. And I think it's very hard when children are pushed, this ideology is pushed on them at such a young age. It's really hard to decipher why they shouldn't be this way. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, automatic status. And uh, wouldn't it be the first time that Joe has made a totally inappropriate remark around children? He did it over the weekend. That's that's uh, that's Joe. Or touched a girl inappropriately. We have a we have it's it's unbelievable. Uh, well, Chrissy Clark, thank you very much with The Daily Caller. Say hi to everybody there and see you soon. Thank you. All right. I'll never understand what happened to Uvalde. Those cops just standing around, standing around for, what was it, an hour and a half? Two hours, something like that? Kind of makes sense when you think about it. 
if they couldn't count on law enforcement for whatever reason, shouldn't some teachers, staff members have guns? Take a look at this headline. It happened Monday. Iowa school district to allow some staff members to carry guns on campus. It was approved, uh, we believe, at an Iowa school board meeting on Monday. And uh, this is a big deal. Jody Thomas joins us. She is the president of the Cherokee School District Board of Education in Northwest Iowa. Welcome, uh, Jody Thomas. How are you? I'm good, Greg. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So please tell us how this works. Who's going to get a gun and when? Uh, well, the first step was approving this policy. So we approved that Monday night unanimously. Uh, we have a huge team of experts, uh, law enforcement, uh, our sheriff's department. We're all involved to make this as safe as possible and to make sure everyone's on the same page. We want, uh, we have physicians on board. We have mental health professionals as part of an oversight committee. <clears throat> we have an extensive training program that staff will go over and then monthly training after that. So, this is, just, so uh, you're, you're going about it cautiously, prudently, and we're glad for that, very much so. And this is a big step, it's unusual. Uh, everything you just mentioned, how soon do you think it will uh, happen? And maybe you know how many teachers have expressed an interest in, in carrying a weapon? So we will let any staff that wants to sign up for, to do the training, we'll train them all. From that, the experts that do the training and the physicians and mental health professionals from there uh, will kind of come with criteria and numbers to make sure that we have the right people in the right positions at the right time. As far as the timeline, we do not have a timeline. We want to make sure that we're doing this. We know it's a big step. We want to make sure it's done right. We're going to do our best to make sure there is no stone left unturned when we're doing this. I, I have four children. I have four young children. I want to make sure that they are safe, their friends are safe, all the staff and kids at the school are safe. Well, this is a big step, and I applaud you. I think it's a step in the right direction. Personally, that's my view. But what, what sparked this kind of, I mean, it, it was just approved. Um, was it Uvalde? Was it uh, a series of events? Uh, how did this, you guys pulled the trigger, so to speak. What was the impetus? After Uvalde, Governor Reynolds, our great governor Iowa, in Iowa, Governor Kim Reynolds, passed legislation which left these choices of school safety up to individual school boards. Uh, we had staff after K Governor Reynolds passed that come to us and say that they want to stand in front of our children and protect them from a bad guy. Uh, Spirit Lake is another school district in Iowa who two months ago passed very similar policies. They uh, gave us the courage to move forward so I also applaud Spirit Lake for doing this. They were they were two months before us in doing that. One more question. Is there anybody at the school who would be prohibited? If anybody works at the school, if they undergo the training, you know, not everybody has the same job. You have a school nurse, you have an assistant principal, you have substitute teachers, you have teachers, you have custodial staff. If they go through the training, anybody who works at the school is eligible, correct? We will train whoever wants to train, but that does not mean everyone who's trained 
will be carrying in school. We have very strict criteria, both uh, with medical professionals, mental health professionals, and the training itself. So those decisions of who qualifies will be left up to the experts. Well, we, we, I'm sorry. Final thought. I was just going to say that we don't have a, a set number yet. We will pass future policies with this uh, when we have uh, more criteria set up. But until we have the training completed and get the input from the rest of the experts, including our sheriff's department, our local police department, which we're, we're already working with, and medical professionals, just to make sure that we this is a fully vetted process. Well, I like it. I like it a lot. And I think it's necessary. Um, good luck. Last, last thing. Unfortunately, it is necessary, I believe, too. We don't want to have shooters in schools, but I'd rather it be a good guy than a bad guy. Can I ask you this? Are you getting any pushback? Anybody giving you a hard time? National media, Democrats in Iowa, who, who's giving you a hard time? I have a feeling they are. Yeah, um, I think there are some parents who, who are scared and have concerns. I'm a parent, too. Uh, so I, I, I hear their concerns at the end of the day. They're concerned for student safety, and so am I. But, yeah, we are dealing a little bit with some local media uh, and some potential bias for that. There's actually a report that came out today that our board voted 5-0 to pass this, and that was the headline on the <laughs> article. And we actually had a board member out that at the meeting, so our we voted 4-0. To well, pass this. That's so the fake. that just shows right there. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the fake news for you. Well, <laughs> Jody Thomas, we appreciate it. President of the Cherokee School District Board of Education. Best to your family, especially those four kids. And we'll be right back. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get I don't think I can say that anymore. I can't say that the fake news just, I mean, I literally can't say it. Anyway, uh, oh, Nicole Wallace has a show on MSNBC. You know who she is? She used to work for uh, George W. Bush, and part of her job was selling the Iraq war. You know what a great idea that was. A classic um, country club Republican. Some might say Rhino. She's a big Trump hater. And she had Michael Steele on the show. Michael Steele is the, what was he anyway? He ran the Republican Party for like 10 minutes. He was the lieutenant governor of uh, Maryland for two months. And anyway, he dines out on that. And listen to what he says about MAGA. Kevin McCarthy um, has not learned from the history of three prior Republican speakers of the House who've all been thrown out by their Republican caucus. McCarthy's now next in line with a base that is prepared um, to throw him out should they allow him to be speaker. Kevin has decided to make his bed and is prepared to lie down with the, with the lice, the fleas, and the blood-sucking ticks. That's the part. That's the part. The lice, the fleas, the blood-sucking ticks. Wow. Because what do you do? What do you do when you dehumanize your enemy and call them animals? That's, uh, well, I don't want to say the G word, but um, 
He's just not that smart. And neither is the uh, host who just let that go. Her name is, again, Nicole Wallace. And uh, she got that big job by cozying up to men in power. That's what she did. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know, there's a little flirtation went a long way with W. And uh, like a lot of people who hate Trump had jobs in the uh, Republican Party, they go work at The View. Uh, she did. And actually, this was another con that she actually got along with Whoopi Goldberg. I didn't believe it. I sensed that they uh, no, it was just to see them. They're hugging it out. They just met. Who hugs it out like that? Who hugs it out for 10 minutes? Uh, I don't know. I think it was or maybe this was the goodbye day. Maybe they were happy to see each other go. Look, what is up with the view? All these Trump hating women who were Republicans show up on the view, not as guests, but to host the damn thing. Was it a mistake to work for President Trump? Yes. It took me a really long time to realize it was a culture of abuse in there. Will you say that the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, lied to the American people? He did on the election. Could you ever support Donald Trump again for election? I wouldn't. For four years, this administration under Trump, they did nothing. And they decimated the process. Like They, they destroyed it. The last thing I want to do right now is talk about Donald Trump on national television. It actually pains me to do so. I think he's a phony and desperate for media attention. He knows it, and I know it, and all of you know it. He will never be a great man. No. Yeah. Trump's the one talking about using his own money, and he should, because I think he's a clown. I don't know who would write him a check. All right. And then, uh, again, some already on The View, some auditioning for The View. But they all get gigs on The View, hosting it, hosting it, hosting it. What a machine. What a swamp. The swamp goes all the way up to New York, which I, I think that's where they filmed the show. All right. The hottest book right now, they say they're pushing. I don't know if it's really being read. Is that Maggie Haberman book on Trump? Take a look. Author and New York Times senior political reporter Maggie Haberman has been covering Trump since her days at the New York Post in the 1990s. Her new book, Confidence Man, The Making of Donald Trump and the Breaking of America. And Maggie is here. Welcome back to Meet the Press. Here is the book, Maggie Haberman. Congratulations. All right. So, so far, I'm reading it. Uh, I do like to look at these books and see all the mistakes and weird observations and things that don't make sense. And it starts pretty early in the book, right off the bat. Uh, stuff that they're portraying as exclusive and never seen or heard before. I read in the newspaper six years ago. She's treating it like a scoop. Uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Trump, the hurricane. OK, so back in 2016, there was this profile uh, on Donald Trump. They interviewed his friends. It was by a guy named, I think, Alan Foyer or something like that. And it came out again in 2016. All right. And here's what they said about Donald Trump. This is from um, Richard Lefrak, a friend of Donald Trump's. Here's how he characterized him. He's the kind of guy who likes throwing hand grenades in the room, Mr. Lefrak said. There's a lot of intensity and energy, a lot of publicity and other stuff. Being friends with Trump is like being friends with a hurricane. That was six years ago. So I pay the 25 bucks for uh, Maggie's book and I'm reading through it. I'm expecting new information and I read the following. Being close to Trump was like being friends with a hurricane. One longtime friend told me. Well, the New York Times told me in 2016 that that friend had a name, Richard Lefrak. And he didn't just tell uh, Maggie, he told the whole world. What's going on here? Not good. Not good. Get better for next time. And I'll be right back.
Thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow.